You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 103 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Dana Henschel, the Outreach Coordinator for Takeus McGinnis Elder Care Law. And today I'm speaking with the firm's two elder care coordinators, Ms. Patty Bedwell and Ms. Deborah King, about the importance of having a plan for weather related emergencies. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi, Dana. So, of course, having a plan is important for all families, but it is particularly important for those who care for older adults, either in the home or maybe even provide caregiving from afar. So, um, can, can you and Patty kind of speak a little bit to what type of plans caregivers should have for their loved ones? Sure. Um, Well, you know what, Dana, there's really not a whole lot that we can do to change the weather, but we can try to put a plan in place so that we can be prepared in case of a weather emergency or really any other kind of emergency. And so if there is an elderly loved one that you're overseeing their care for, then you need to make sure that they have a good plan in place as well. Right. So I know here in Tennessee, you know, the weather can be 70 degrees one day and icy the next. So, you know, maybe dad or mom, they're getting along pretty well at home. Um, Maybe dad even goes to Hardee's every day for biscuits with the guys. Um, But is there a plan to make sure that he has enough food should the roads become tricky and what kind of conversations happen around that? I think um, that's a good thought is, you know, the Girl Scout in me says always be prepared and having food stores available that, you know, canned goods or food in the freezer that can be heated up or even especially food that does not have to be heated up because we always worry about power outages as well. But having a backup store of food and and checking that every couple of months to make sure that that's there. So should something happen um, in in a short notice that those resources are available. But like Patty and I talked about, planning is planning. And so especially with winter weather, we often know it's coming And we may not know how severe it's going to get, but we know it could get severe. And that may be an opportunity to invite your loved one to stay with you for a few days just in case. Um, Pack a bag for a few days plus a few more days in case it's a week before you get dug out. Um, and, And keep them close to you. Keep your eye on them because we know it can be difficult um, to stay in and it can be difficult to manage um, outside of your normal routine. So we always recommend to bring them somewhere where we know they're going to be safe, if at all possible. Patty? 
Yep, that's uh, that's very, very good advice. And it's also a good idea to have an emergency bag ready. Um, you know, Deborah, Deborah mentioned that, but it's good to have um, enough clothes. You want some, uh, at least in the house, if there's a power outage, something like that, be sure you have flashlights, batteries, um, all those same sort of things that you take care of in your own home. Got to make sure that your elder has it and knows where to get those things as well. My husband mentioned to me the other day when we were thinking about power outages is since the kids have gone, we no longer have sleeping bags available. So (laughs) making sure you have enough quilts or comforters to be able to keep yourself warm in the event of a power outage during cold weather. And I think you mentioned a good point, Deborah, to check those um, those things, those emergency supplies and things. Check them periodically to make sure that they're still there and that you still have all the things that you needed in case something should come up. Yeah. And what if you have a loved one who relies on outside help or a caregiving company who comes daily to help them with their activities of daily living? Um, what kind of backup plans do you suggest for families um, to be forearmed, perhaps that maybe caregivers can't get to mom or dad's house? Well, um for, for me, I, I think uh, if we're talking snow, and that's usually what I think about when I think of a weather event that someone can't get to my loved one, um, I'd follow Deborah's advice and keep your eye on the weather. And if there's a chance that it's going to get really bad, then bring your elder to you. You know, don't let them stay in that situation. Now, if you're with a care agency, um, if it's raining or, you know, things like that, you know, maybe there's someone else they can send, maybe not. Um, But that, again, you should always have a backup plan, whether it's weather related or not, for what are you going to do when the caregiver doesn't show up. So that should already be uh, ingrained in in your system of care for your elder. There's also some things you can do um, prevention-wise. We recommend if an elder is living alone, even with caregivers or with frequent family visits, that they have some type of emergency response system, a button that they can push or a voice-activated panel that they can call for help if they need it. Um, Having that available can help in the event of an emergency, whether it's weather-related or not. And also, with technology, you know, consider the the portals, the, the video portals or the cameras in the home, just so you can have an eye on someone if they are not able to get to you or you're not able to get to them. Um, I also think about elderlies that have, have pets, especially dogs that need to go outdoors and and that can be very dangerous in a weather because they'll want to walk the dog out because you know the dog's not going to go out by himself and then they put themselves in danger of slipping and falling in ice and snow and cold. Mm -hmm. 
And then, of course, as we transition out of winter and into summer, it can get really hot, especially here in the South. And um, what types of tools should people or, or warning signs should people look for as far as heat stroke? I think that there are some very abled seniors who are out there. They're used to working in their gardens. They're used to walking their dogs and going on their long walks. And that shouldn't change. But as you age, I think your propensi propensity to heat stroke increases. So any advice for that? Well, first of all, you know, be aware uh, that heat can be a deadly problem. Um, and I know they always recommend to drink when you, even when you're not thirsty. So taking a big jug of water with you um, and making sure that you're drinking regularly um, fluids so that you can stay hydrated is going to help prevent problems. Um, I think the biggest you know, if, if it progresses to the point of heat stroke, you're looking at symptoms such as cold and clammy skin and not sweating. Um, and, and you can become confused and dizzy. Um, so always, um, if you are working outside or going outside, let someone know. Take your personal emergency response system with you. And um, I think for the senior at home um, or anyone at home, know your neighbors. Um, you know, if you peek out the door and you see your neighbor in the yard and then you see them on the ground, maybe you need to go check on them. Make sure that your family has a phone number for your neighbors. So if they're not able to reach you, maybe they can call the neighbor and ask the neighbor to do a check. Um, a last resort is always, you can always call 911 or especially the non-emergency number if you don't know what's going on and ask them to do a welfare check to check on your loved one if you can't reach them in times of emergencies. Mm -hmm. And I think while we're talking about heat, um, something I think that people should be cautious about is also people with dementia. If you're caring for a loved one with dementia, um, them sometimes getting in a car and getting overheated in the car because no one knows where they're located. Oh, just like a child. Is that what you're thinking? That they get in the car and lock themselves in or, or go and sit in the car and then the temperature in the in a closed car raises so quickly? Is that what you're thinking of? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Um, that I've worked with some families prior to this position where that was the case. Their loved one had dementia and disappeared and they were found a couple hours later oh my. in the car. Hmm. So keeping cars locked so people can't get in them. Um, uh, again, knowing where your loved one is, keeping an right. eye on and them. If, you, if your loved one has dementia and there is still a car involved, I, I think your best practice is you take control of those keys. And um, as Deborah said, make sure that car is locked so that the, uh, the elder can't get in the car unless you're there with them. Well, I think that there have been some wonderful tips mentioned today, um, and I think that's it. That's it for today's episode, unless you ladies have any other parting comments. Be prepared. Plan yep. ahead. <laughs> 
<laughs> Use technology, have emergency tools. Mm-hmm. Get a button. Well, thank you for listening. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.